Milner. Can he tee up someone in red? And he goes towards Lundgren. Hello and welcome back to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me today is Logan Stump. I was waiting for you to make fun of me. How's it going? <laughs> and Matt Hartgrove. Uh, can I make fun of Logan Stump? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, please do. Um, um, no, he's too tall. <laughs> I, I can't think of anything. <laughs> All right, so we're coming in with the weak insults the here to start off the show. I can't do the hair jokes much anymore either because mine's going. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, boy. Um, so not a lot of Premier League to cover today, but we will touch on some FA Cup, Europa League, Champions League. Um, but before we do, uh, I, I just want to plug... We just released uh, on Stateside Soccer Show our Nashville preview with Drake Hills of the Tennessean, part of the USA Today Network. Um, and uh, he also has a Nashville SC podcast. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, it should be on the same feed that you're listening to this. And uh, we actually wrapped up uh, a six, uh, six episodes last week uh, that we did. So we're pretty much set through this week, thankfully. Um, we had like five interviews, and then we had to do one of the Olympic uh, episodes. Uh, so that was, uh, it was a, it was a pretty interesting time, uh, but we made it through. So, uh, you know, we're going to have tons of content for you coming down the pike as we finish off the Eastern Conference Uh you know, before the season actually starts. Uh, moving back here to the uh, to the Premier League, we had just a few games, um, like literally a handful of matches. It was one on Friday, one on Saturday, and two on Sunday. And now we're going into the international break. So, uh, I guess next week we'll take, uh, you know, the week off. Um, you know, there's not going to be anything to really talk about. So, Friday we had Leeds beat Fulham 2-1. Saturday we had Brighton beat Newcastle 3-0 in a relegation battle. We had West Ham squander a 3-0 advantage over Arsenal to get a draw 3-3. And Spurs rebounding from their midweek failure to win 2-0 over Aston Villa. And we'll touch on that Spurs failure as well. But uh, just first things first here, uh, Logan, what is the thing that probably jumps out to you the most uh, as a storyline of, you know, the weekend of matches, the the handful we got? That's a tough one. Um, God, there's just... Not a whole lot going on. I guess maybe uh, let's go with West Ham and Arsenal. I, I think that um, looking at West Ham um, really needed points as far as the Premier League table is concerned uh, to try to stay up into that battle with Chelsea. I think that you're start. I, I guess my storyline is the top four are the top 40 in the season. That, that's my storyline. Um, that's what I'm getting to with the whole West Ham thing. I I, th- I finally think that West Ham's taken that fifth or sixth spot, and 
I don't see anybody else, um, especially with Tottenham, the way that they're playing. And we'll get to that with Europa League, with Liverpool and the way they're playing in Premier League, and Everton also not doing as well. So I think that you're seeing a top four that will remain the top four, and that's the top four Champion League spots that will be headed into next year. So you got City, United, Leicester City, and then Chelsea. Yeah, um, West Ham... Okay, Arsenal only scored one goal in this match mm-hmm. uh, because West Ham scored the first three, and then <laughs> you got a Thomas Suchek own goal, you got a Craig Dawson own goal uh, to make it 3-2. West and then good for the other team. You get Lacazette scoring in the 82nd minute to, to get the, uh, you know, the equalizer. You know... W- It's unfortunate because West Ham has had such a good run this season. Uh, They're in fifth place. Right. If they'd gotten two more points, they'd be level with Chelsea on points and just have the goal differential problem. Uh, But, yeah, unfortunately, with the way Chelsea look right now, um, under uh, under, um, uh, Tuchel, who's not lost in 14 matches in all competitions, which is a record. He's the first Chelsea manager to do so. So that's a pretty big deal. Uh, It's going to be hard for West Ham to catch up there. You know, Leicester is so far ahead of them now, too, with seven points. So it's going to be very interesting to see how West Ham close it down. And actually, Tottenham is only one point back of West Ham right now. And we kind of talk about you know, how good West Ham's been, but how bad Tottenham's been. Again, part of it is expectations. Nobody ever expected West Ham to be up that high. Uh, but it, it is just interesting. Sometimes the narrative that happens with, with some of these clubs and managers. Um, standout thing for me, before we get to Matt's standout thing, is the Brighton-Newcastle game, right? Uh, Brighton smash Newcastle. Newcastle is still only two points above the relegation zone. They do have a game in hand over Fulham, but it's getting nervy. Uh, they've had three draws and two losses in their last five matches, uh, while Brighton's kind of rebounded with two straight wins. So it does seem very likely here that Brighton is going to be able to climb out from the relegation battle. And if Newcastle could put some points away, it would leave Fulham in that spot in all likelihood and be over with. But Newcastle just continually stumbling, fumbling, bumbling mess that, that they seem to be right now. Uh, Matt, what was, what was the most, uh, the storyline that stuck out to you most this weekend? Um, I think, I think it has to be another failure with Ole or, uh, Ole. Why am I getting his name wrong? Ole gonna, so, uh, Man United losing again in terms <laughs> of a trophy. Since Ole, Ole, why am I? Why does it not sound right? Ole, no, Ole's right. Yeah, Ole right. Gunnar Soskar. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why. What I'm saying, it just doesn't sound. Because you're just saying just his first name, so you're like Ole. <laughs> 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 um, I I think his failure to get to another trophy, uh, to even win it, I I think that's another. I think that's a big storyline. I you know Man United. I saw somebody on Twitter state that. It's a Man United fan, and he's somebody. I, it actually made sense. They went from a team trying to win trophies to a team where top four seems to be, you know, good enough. And I think, as a Man United fan, I don't think that's what you would expect the team to become, especially with their history in the Premier League. Um, and it probably hurts a little bit watching Manchester City dominate consistently over the last five, six years, pretty much in every competition in England. Um, so him failing again whether it's the fa cup carabao cup uh you know they still got europa but as we've seen somehow he's become um gunner sockshare i'm I'm not gonna ole gunner sock sockshare god it just sounds weird um he he obviously has a chance for europa but he's really really struggled and even bruno hasn't exactly been a piece to put them over to the top in these tournaments um, and they always seem this time it wasn't the semifinals. I know they've had a couple semifinals recently uh, where they make the semifinal and then that's where they get knocked out. Um, but his performances and big games in terms of managing and 
And also Bruno, since he got there, it just seems like they, they don't know what to do or how to prepare for it. Um, and I think that's where we're going to see a lot of questions if they don't win Europa and all they get is second, third place in the Premier League. I know obviously that's a good season, but is it good enough for a manager for Manchester United? I don't think it is. Um, so it wouldn't shock me to see him out as manager next year if if they can't get a trophy, which, again, at this point, it's Europa or nothing. Um, so I, I think time's kind of ticking on his time there if, if he does not win something within the next you know if it's not this year i think he's got to win something he's got to at least go far next year into something um whether it's getting through obviously getting through the group stage of champions league or you know making a run at carabao and fa again he's got to win something here soon or you know we could be seeing the end of Oleg Gunnar Solskjaer at manchester united I'm pretty sure you pronounced his name like 50 different ways. Did I do it? I know. Time. I don't. I, and I he don't did know it. How. I just can't did it. do it. Ole. I have to say it slow. Ole Gunnar Saltshire. Saltshire? I have a stroke over here. <laughs> oh, sh- I don't know. I've heard it that way. I've also heard Skullscar, uh, Skullscar. Yeah. You know, like you hear it so many different ways. I don't think anybody knows except for Ole, I guess. All right. I was going to jump on something you said, Jordan. Old gunning salt. Old salt, salt shaker, old gunning salt shaker. That, that's better. There you go. That's what you call him. But Jordan, I was going to jump on something you said because I, I think it's one storyline we might actually have left when all of this dust settles. Because I don't think we're going to have much going forward to the Premier League. Um, Newcastle played Tottenham, Burnley, West Ham, then Liverpool, Arsenal, Leicester City, Man City. And then the last two games are Sheffield United. And then there's a good chance that the two of them, Fulham and Newcastle, will be battling it out and they play each other in that last match. Whereas Fulham only plays um, Aston Villa, Wolves, Arsenal, Chelsea, Burnley, Southampton, United. So I think it's a lot easier. That'd be interesting if it comes down to the last... uh... The last week, I mean, they actually both have very tough schedules at the end here. Yeah. Um. So, you know, look, I'm rooting for Newcastle to stay up just because of the historic club that they are. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, they just so far haven't really looked up to the task uh, this this season. Um. It, I, I'm surprised they haven't made manager changes. Um. You know, it, it, they they come a long way from the you know the times where they were doing pretty decently to stay up, and now they're just you know they're really like teetering on the edge right now. And I feel for Newcastle fans, like we said before, they were going to be bought out. Um, they would have the influx of cash. They probably would have stayed up, and you know had a chance to maybe in a year or two become West Ham, where they're you know, propelling themselves from relegation battles to, you know, top or mid table. And right now, uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, we've said many times we think the bottom three is going to be the one uh, that that go down. But man, Newcastle. I mean, like I said, they have a game in hand. But the way they're playing, that game in hand is meaningless <laughs> right now. You know, the way that they're playing, that game in hand is going to be a loss. So they have to grab some points somewhere. And uh, I'm not really sure where they do on this list of games that they have coming up. Like you mentioned, um, you know, if if we were to look at um, Newcastle, um, and like you said, their fixtures, you know, maybe, actually maybe Tottenham, because Tottenham's kind of like a toss-up. Uh, Burnley's been good. West Ham's been good. Liverpool, maybe. Uh, sadly, um, <clears throat> they should be able to beat Sheffield. They're gonna lose the City. They're gonna probably lose to Leicester. Arsenal's kind of turned it around. Like this is a really brutal stretch for them. That really they could lose all of these games except for maybe the Sheffield and Fulham match. And that would clearly put them down, I think. Because I think yeah. Fulham is really good at just collecting the one they'll point. They'll get draws. Yeah, yeah, they'll get draws or wins every they're so actually often. playing pretty well. I mean, they're, they're not, they don't have the, the kind of uh, 
quality I don't think that Newcastle could have gotten, but now Fulham. But they at least have a win in their last five, you know? Like that's yeah. Very interesting. And when we look at, you know, Newcastle just leaks goals, forty eight goals. Fulham has thirty eight goals given up. So, you know, Fulham's not gonna give up a lot. They actually have a better goal differential than Newcastle. So it's it's a toss up at this point. Um, really, the only difference is that Fulham has two more, uh, th- four more draws than Newcastle, and one less loss than Newcastle. So, uh, and two less wins, you know. But like, so like that, it's just like a few little things here that that have separated them. Um, you know, two points is all it is, but. Uh, the way Villa's playing right now, too, I could see Fulham picking up some points there, a point at least. You know, Newcastle is going to be facing Spurs, who just rebounded. And I think maybe that's another story we should talk about here because um, I'm good to move on from the Premier League since there wasn't much here. Everybody yeah. good to move on from there? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, so... Let's go to the, the the Europa League first. We'll start our way at the lesser tournament, I guess. You know, like the lower tournament. Tottenham had a 2-0 advantage going against a team whose manager could not show up because he was arrested and, and put away in jail. Like, he was sentenced in jail that we talked about on the show. And uh, Dinamo Zagreb gets three goals. Um over Tottenham on the 18th. And it started out with, uh, you know what? And there was, Tottenham was flying fine until the 62nd minute, which was the first goal by uh, Mislav Orsic of Dinamo Zagreb. 21 minutes later, he scores again to make it 2-0 and uh, take it to extra time. And then in the 106th minute, he completes his hat trick and uh, makes it 3-0, and they move on. Which uh, was just, I, I don't even, you know, like, look, Spurs had 57% of the possession. They had 2.26 expected goals. They had 18 shots, but Zagreb still had 21 shots, but a lower expected goals. Um, the, the lineup for Spurs was still a Premier League lineup. You got Harry Kane, Deli Alley, Lucas Mora, Eric Lamella, uh, Harry Winks, Suzoko, Ben Davies, Eric Dyer, uh, Lloris, who was awful, uh, and then Serge Aurier, and maybe Davinson Sanchez. I'm not sure if he's usually playing for them or not. You had Bale come in in the 60th minute. You had Lo Celso come in in the 68th minute. Uh, Viniscus, uh, Sergio Re- you know, Regulion, I mean, all these Bergwin, you know, comes in and Dombele, all these players come on the whole new team to the match and they still can't get it done. And now they're going home. And that was, that was it for them. I mean, they really have nothing else to play for this season other than maybe pride and getting into a top four or five spot. Um, they're only one point back of West Ham right now, but it, it was a, it was a, and Matt, you got to watch this one. I, I was, you know, in the office that day, so I couldn't. But what was your, uh, <laughs> what was your thoughts on how bad Tottenham looked? Um, they, I mean, honestly, they looked bad all game. I, I didn't really sit there and think this wasn't a possibility. It just looks like they kind of came out and expected an easy game where they weren't going to have to do much, really. You know, 2-0 lead, I think a 2-0 lead is something that most teams, especially in these European tournaments, you know, you you go into the game feeling fairly confident, especially, I think, if you're on the away leg, you know, Tottenham knows one goal if they score, that automatically means Zagreb has to score. Um, you, You go into these games, and you're the away team, and... Obviously, you're the better team, and the other team has a ton of issues going on. Not really on the, and they're not on the field; they're off the field. Which you know, in every sport, to an extent, it feels like that plays a big role. 
and they went into this game where it felt like at the start they were assuming they would get that one goal, that simple goal, put them 3-0 up, got the away goal. And at that point, you know, Zagreb has to score four goals, and that, that's hard no matter who you're playing. I don't care if it's, you know, a, a Premier League team going up against, you know, third, fourth tier. I, four goals is hard in any, you know, professional soccer event. But they just looked they looked slow. They looked uninterested. They After they didn't get that early goal, it just looked like Zagreb felt they had a shot. And if they could get that first goal, then it, it felt like a domino effect. If we get the first goal, then we're going to have them on, on edge because they know one mistake, it's a tie game. And that could lead to extra time. That could lead to penalties. And you never know what happens. And that's exactly what looked like occurred. And, you know, like you kind of mentioned, all the subs coming in, it, it just made no difference. They did not look like a team that, you know, it, they didn't look like a team that could hang, hang with Dynamo Zagreb. It looked like you had one team that looked rested and willing to go into the next round and with something to fight for. And maybe they used everything with their manager getting imprisoned to, you know, motivate them. And I, I think that's, you know, that could definitely be the case. We won't really know the full extent of it because, you know, we don't really keep up a lot with, I think, Croatian soccer. Um, but the, Tottenham just looked really, really poor. And it was almost upsetting to watch as a fan of a of the Premier League because they, they almost, it wasn't like Leicester. I felt like Leicester's game against Slavia uh, Prague, they, you know, it was just slightly unlucky. You know, they, they did everything they could to dominate and they just could never finish. And Slavia got, got their shot and they took it. This was a game where Tottenham were just outplayed throughout the entirety of it. And eventually it was actually kind of funny though, because I missed the goal, the, I ended up missing the goal that got Zagreb the lead. I was responding to something, and I like went off the screen for a second. Um, and then all of a sudden, my Twitter was exploding with, with uh, Tottenham giving up that last goal. And it really looked like they didn't try for their goal until the very end because Kane had a couple headers at the very like last couple of minutes. And you know they still were only one goal away from getting the win. But yeah, it, just, it, was, it was disappointing to see. And... Similar to what I said about Manchester United, I mean, Tottenham, again, they have a shot at the Carabao Cup upcoming here. But if they don't get that, which I don't really expect them to, I think City wins it. You know, is this the end of Jose? Is that the nail in the coffin? And it's just a matter of when they decide to officially call it, uh, like, done. I think this game was huge to it because it should not be a game a team like Tottenham go into in Europa and lose after that kind of lead. What a great story, though, for Dinamo Zagreb to, you know, to beat them and get through to, um, you know, the next round. I, I did find a funny tweet that somebody posted that said that uh, the Europa League um, next round kind of looks like one of those preseason tournaments in FIFA <laughs> with all the, like, random, like, not as good teams <laughs> and stuff. Um. Yeah, so you know, we, so moving on. Also, we had Arsenal, you know, cement their way to get through Slavia Prague. We have United, who got through past Milan and will face Granada, and uh, Ajax beat Young Boys and Roma beat Shakhtar Donetsk, so they'll face each other. Uh, and Villarreal beat the other Dynamo, uh, Dynamo Kiev, and they will face Zagreb then. So. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty interesting. We'll see how it goes. You know, um, those those games are on April eighth and April fifteenth, and then on April 29th would be the semis with May twenty sixth final. Uh, going over to the Champions League, we had Bayern cement their win over Lazio, so they win six two on aggregate. PSG cemented their wins over Barcelona, so they're through. Uh, we have Man City beat Borussia Mönchengladbach 4-0 on aggregate. Dortmund beat Sevilla 5-4 on aggregate. Um, Roma, uh, you know, not Roma, it said RMA, but it was Real Madrid. Sorry, the logo was cut off there. Uh, Real Madrid over Atalanta 4-1. Uh, Liverpool over Leipzig 4-0. 
uh, Porto beating Juventus. We talked about that before. And Chelsea finishing off Atletico Madrid 3-0 on aggregate. Uh, and that draw came out. So we have uh, Real Madrid versus Liverpool on one side of the bracket, along with Porto and uh, Chelsea on that side of the bracket. Then on the other side, we have Bayern Munich versus PSG, which was a rematch, is a rematch of the final. And we have Manchester City versus Dortmund on that side of the bracket. Uh, Those games are April 6th and April 7th at 3 o'clock. So uh, let's tackle it uh, from left bracket to the right bracket, I guess, on, on this app anyway. The left side has Munich and PSG and City and Dortmund. Logan, how are you feeling about Manchester City versus Dortmund? Um, Erling Haaland scares me. Um, it seems like he can score at will, but I do think the thing that's made it easier, I guess, in my mind, because um, honestly, I'd rather it drawn Porto or um, Madrid, but you know I think one thing that eases my mind is how well City have been defend or how good they've been defensively this year. I think that that's helped, and how um, you know I think at times they rely heavily, you know, too much on Holland. So I think that anything going forward is going to be difficult. And now they're saying Jaden Sancho would probably miss the first leg because of an injury. It's about fifty fifty chance that he doesn't play. Um, and I, I think that that is something that you look at, and Gio Reyna's not in form. You've got a midfield that can't link up with Holland as well um, in a city defense that I think is one of the better defenses left um, just because of injuries and different things, which I never thought I'd ever say. But um, I think that that's one thing that's kind of eased my mind. I feel pretty good uh, as long as I think they get out on the right foot and Holland doesn't come out and, and grab one or two quickly. Um, I think that City finally get past this round with Pep, and I think that you know, with our attack and how bad Dortmund have been defensively, um, I think it's a pretty good draw for City. It's probably one of the, uh, you know, we, we thought Lyon was a good draw, though, so I, I'm really careful to not overdo it because I think that Holland's <laughs> a lot better than anything that Lyon was going to throw at you last year. So, yeah, it'll be interesting, but I think that the if we're going to get into a shootout, I think City might actually win at this time. I'm going to go Dortmund win here. Yeah, history is on your side. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while since you've been in the semis. I'm I'm going to say that Dortmund pull it through and and somehow Gio Reyna gets like a hat trick or something. Um, Matt, Matt, how are you feeling about City versus Dortmund? I I personally think Dortmund is the best draw City could have ever gotten. Um, I, and I think that has just to do with the style of play that teams like Dortmund have. Um, I, I don't think Dortmund can really come at City with their all-out attack style and expect much. Um, now, I, you know, it wouldn't shock me if maybe there's a bit of a surprise in the first game. You know, maybe Dortmund draws. Maybe maybe Dortmund wins like 2-1. Um, but I don't think Dortmund can play with City for 180 minutes. Um, and I, I felt the same way with Leon last year. You know, if that had been a if that had been a two legged tie, I don't think Leon wins um, over two legs. And I, I think that's similar here with Dortmund. I just I can't see it, and I think City are just way too good. Um, I, and I think as a Dortmund fan, I think I would this would probably be the worst possible draw. I think even Dortmund fans might even kind of put Bayern as a better draw for them than City would have been because, you know, they face Bayern as many times as they can a year. And they're they're usually fairly good games, but the way City are and how Premier League teams seem to handle Bundesliga teams, I I, I just don't see it. I think City wouldn't shock me if City ended up winning it like 7-8 to 1 or 2 just because of how dominant I think they'll be in this game. Um... Let's. Uh, do we want to talk Bayern PSG at all? I mean, I feel like Bayern just pretty much steamrolls them. But uh, what yeah. do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. I As a City fan, do you have a preference, Logan? 
If, yeah, if I'd rather you were see to PSG. Win. Yeah, you want to face PSG. Yeah, yeah that's I don't want any part of Bayern. Bayern will knock us out. I, I, I'm, uh, there's no way uh, that gives away a lot of what I think. But I, I think Bayern's by far the better team. I just, I'm scared City just uh, get into one of those lulls where they just don't have a guy that can actually put the ball in the net. Because sometimes it happens when you don't have a striker that can, you know, play. I understand Logan, that. Logan, what if we had a selection committee that could put. Uh, oh, City on God. one side and Bayern on the other. Did Matt see that? I don't think Matt, so. Matt would love that. No, I don't. What was it? Uh, Grant Wall, a reporter, you know, uh, soccer reporter, was saying uh, that he thinks it's unfair that Bayern and and City can't face each other in the final uh, because they are the two I best teams in Europe by the eye test, uh, is what he says. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt got it. I, like I, you know, I, I understand like his opinion on it. Like you, you always want to see the two best teams, but I don't. <laughs> I feel like, well, like to an extent, like a, a neutral fan would probably like be, you know, let's let's see the two best teams. But I think that's kind of the fun of of the soccer tournaments, is is the draw. Yeah, the, like, the draws. I think, yeah, I think you know it's different than any other sport because, you know, but. Like the NFL, MLB, NBA, it's never the top Western team against the top Eastern team. Like that, how many times has that actually occurred? So just because you put them on different sides doesn't mean, you know, it will actually happen. And now you have a better shot of seeing them play against each other. Because if you put them on opposite sides, you might not have ever even seen it. Now you actually have a chance yeah. to see it for two games. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing. You get it for two games. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. So, well, uh, yeah, and, and two I, games where they're actually going to be playing, you know, like if it was a final, you know, a lot of people were saying if it's a final, they may not even be like they might be playing kind of cagey, you know. Um, yeah, City throws out their, you know, one seven five defenders and double two pivots. formation or something. Yeah, it's seven two. <laughs> um, but, you know, also it's like, how do you seed them? You know, is it based off the, the groups? You can't because the groups are so uneven. Uh, do you seed them off their, uh, you know, their season from the, the season they're currently in or the season they were last year? Because if it was last year, City weren't even close to the best team in England, so they wouldn't be on the other side of, of them. And then he was saying you could go by 538 rankings, uh, which had Barcelona as number two. So obviously that's not going to work. I mean, like, it was just, uh, you know, and then he took it real personally that all of his European friends were saying, no, that's not a good idea. Uh, so is, is, is he like a city or a Bayern fan? Like, no, is that, no, it, it sounds like a... something. It sounds like something one of those two teams fans would write because they want to get to the final and like uncertainty, you know, yeah, like the fact yeah. that they have to play each other. And po- they are probably going to play each other in the semifinals means, you know, that's harder for you to get to the finals. Like, uh, I know we'll get to the other side, but as a Liverpool fan, I'm happy that they got drawn on the other side because I think it's it's easier for them to yep. get to the final on their side, which I'm sure you feel the same way, Jordan, than yeah. if you were drawn, say, in Dortmund's place or in PSG's place. That's what yep. it literally sounds like he's a fan of one of those teams that's just bitter. I think he's going off of your assumption, you know, like because he, he even said you want to see the best two teams in the final. And for me, I don't. I, I I'm always rooting for the underdog. So no, I don't want to see a, a Bayern City final. <laughs> I don't want to see a Bayern. On the FA Cup I don't want to see a Bayern Real Madrid final. I you know I don't want that either. You know, I would like uh, to see a Columbus Peru and Bayern Munich final. To be honest with you, well, that'd be very difficult for them to get in there. That'd be fine. <laughs> Come on. Unless you're in the Club World Cup, but uh, I, I would like to draw. see that too, just because it's interesting. Redo the yeah, draw. Like, redo how the did draw. you qualify for the? <laughs> um, you know, if Chelsea wasn't facing Porto, you know, like a Porto final with Dortmund. Oh yeah, I'd be down for that. That'd be awesome. Um, I would see one of these like both of these like lower tier kind of teams. Yeah. Like you said, just kind of like a. Um, just a crapshoot of a match and just have them play in it. So Bayern yeah. just won it last year. I don't want to see them. How about you know? Dortmund and Porto? That'd be Play-to-set. fun. <laughs> that was, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> 
We are Damn off the rails today, would... ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right. Probably... That would probably be like, I don't know, that'd be pretty solid. Dortmund Porto would be very interesting. I don't know if it'd be any good, though. Porto would be playing so defensively, and Dortmund has trouble sure. breaking those teams down this year. So I don't know if that would be a good final, but yeah, I'd be depends. happy that one of those teams would win it instead. Yeah. It'd be better than a Liverpool Tottenham final. Yeah, out of these teams, I'd like to be Chelsea yeah, Dortmund. Yeah, that was a really. Chelsea yeah, Dortmund or Chelsea City, I think, would be fine. I think we could beat City in the final. So, yeah, I'd go for that. That Liverpool-Tottenham final, I was actually kind of, like, sad because I was like, I don't want to watch Liverpool versus Tottenham again. I have to do that two, three, four times a season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but So, so Real Madrid-Liverpool, what's which, which your thoughts on that, Matt? I, I, I actually was pretty happy with it. I, I think... They're very similar teams this season. Um, from everything I've read recently about Real Madrid, there's so many injuries. It, it just sounds it sounds a lot like Liverpool. They have a top-tier coach who is struggling with injuries, um, some aging players that aren't playing as well as they once did. Um, I, I think it's going to be – I actually think this, though. I, I think it's going to be the most boring of the four quarterfinals, and I think it's going to be the most boring – because I think it's the only one where the winner of the first game, I think, wins the wins the tie. I think any of the other ones, you could see it go back and forth. You know, if, if Porto win, I could see Chelsea winning the return and vice versa. If, you know, PSG and Bayern, you never know teams that score as much as they do. And, you know, Dortmund, I, I could still see Dortmund winning the first one, which is why I think that one could still be more exciting. Plus, there'll be lots of goals. I think this one will be like two decent decently playing teams where if one team wins one or two nil in the first match i i just think the second one's going to be almost like super dull i don't know i i think it's a good draw for liverpool but in terms of fans i know they're big teams i just think that will be the most boring pair in terms of the quarterfinals but the only team i actually think i would have preferred would have been dortmund which is odd because, you know, Halan would probably eat up Liverpool's defense right now. But Liverpool, at least, for some reason, look much more competent against teams like Dortmund and Leipzig, where they don't, their plan isn't to sit back. And if they do, they look really bad at it. And it actually makes Liverpool look a lot better. So I probably would have preferred Dortmund out of any of them. I, Porto worries me because if they play super defensive, and they know how to play super defensive. I don't think that plays very well with Liverpool. Um, so I kind of put Real Madrid as the second best option. Probably just because I, I, they're so similar in terms of the, their makeup right now that I really think it could go either way. I do think Liverpool pull it out um, just because it feels like something they can do. Their European form has been much better than their Premier League form. Um so I do think they can pull it out. Whether or not they can beat whoever they face next, who knows. But, you know, I'm fairly happy with it. A lot of Liverpool fans are excited because they're still pissed at Ramos for hurting Salah back in 2019. They're all still pretty angry about – or, 20, no, 2018. Jeez. That was a long time ago already. Um, they're still pretty mad about that, so they're pretty excited. We, yeah, we watched that for my – uh, For my uh, – I got yours Whatever party that's called now. Years mixed. I got yours and Logan's wedding years pushed up a year. I was thinking yours was 2019 and Logan's was 2020 for some reason a second ago. Um, but yeah, I, it'll be, I think, good for Liverpool, but I don't think it's good for the neutral fan. I'm with Matt on that one because Porto will drop into a back five every single time. They did it against City. And I just don't see Liverpool being any but successful against it. It's going to be brutal. Well, they face Madrid. I, I think. I mean, Madrid's. God, <laughs> I am horrible. Like, no, I was going to say something about Chelsea. God, Porto. just keep me say, off like, the think... air. Keep me off. <laughs> Take my Chelsea mic away. Porto will be a good game. I think that'll be a good matchup. Porto, I think okay. Liverpool Porto would be even probably more dull. Well, we'll find out. Uh, I think. Uh, I don't know. I think Madrid can do it, actually. I think they can beat Liverpool. Um, I mean, they've been a little bit better recently. Um, so we'll we'll see on that end. Uh, Chelsea-Porto. 
really any look it's the matchup i wanted as a chelsea fan but porto did knock out juventus so um there's times where chelsea has problems creating especially on a team that sits back so if porto is going to sit back uh you know Chelsea got some of those goals against Madrid because, um, you know, they were able to get the one uh, in the first leg. In the second leg, we were able to get them on the counter at times when they were trying to attack, which I'm not sure Porto is going to do. So it's going to be a little different. And, you know, at times Chelsea has problems putting the ball in the back of the net. So, look, if, if Porto keeps this as a nil-nil for both legs and it goes into extra time, you know, you never know, right? Anything can happen. But uh, I would think Chelsea should be able to move on, you know, against Porto. Um, and I would rather... I would start? Uh, I don't know. I, he did have an assist last match. Um, he was man of the, match, of the match in the FA Cup that we'll talk about here in a second. But, uh, you know, that's still a while away here. Actually, it's still a few weeks, a week or two away. Um, let's Let's go to the FA Cup then. Um, just some quick hits here. Southampton beat Bournemouth 3-0. Everton lost to Manchester City 2-0. Chelsea beat Sheffield United 2-0. And Leicester City beat Manchester United 3-1. That one went into... Um, uh, did that one go... Extra time? Yeah. Right? No, it didn't. No, no, it didn't. I thought they, I thought Which one? I don't think, I don't like, think any of them did. Did they? I thought one of them did. I thought I saw that on maybe I was wrong. But yeah, Leicester won three one. So no, there was no reason to go. City City got close, it felt like. I think they didn't score till like the eighty something minute. Maybe yeah. I got maybe I got like a really bad uh notification on my phone for this game. You were looking at I, the same website that had Liverpool and Porto playing each other. Yes, yes. I was looking at that site. <laughs> you had my notes. <laughs> you had Logan's show notes. Uh, but uh yeah i mean i don't know much to say there right we get we already know it's going to be chelsea city one of those teams going to get to the final and the other side of southampton leicester is going to get uh to the final um that's a toss-up on that side of the bracket really i mean leicester can can win that southampton can win that um there was a um, a funny tweet when because they announced the draw before uh, the Southampton or the Leicester United game com- finished, yep. and there's like a Twitter account that's like has something to do with the nine nil losses Southampton did, and then it was like the FA Cup tweet saying that the the winner will face Southampton, and then the Southampton account was just like, oh crap, because <laughs> it was like <laughs> no matter what they were gonna face one of the two teams. That beat them nine nil back to back seasons. That's funny. I'm sure they would rather that than facing Chelsea or City on the other side. Especially right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, with the way Chelsea's playing, I mean, City's struggling a little bit from giving up some goals, but Chelsea's been playing crazy, what crazy good. We'll have to see how they can do it. You know, if they can uh, keep City to a. Um, you know, relatively low score and have a shot. Uh, that those games are Saturday, the seventeenth of April, which is also opening uh, one of the opening weekends of uh, the opening weekend of MLS. So, um, start off with a ten a.m. match and then into the uh, into the full slate of Saturday games. Um, that that'll be fun. Uh, I think. Uh, I mean, do we want to make a prediction on who gets through? I don't know. Uh, I think, you know what? You know, it'd be really fun. Chelsea Lester. I think that'd be really fun. Something that stops City from having a chance at four trophies would be fun. That's not fun. Southampton beats City. Southampton beats City for the FA Cup title. Well, that would be the day. That was like when Wigan beat Manchester City in the <laughs> yeah. FA Cup. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You know what? I'm not even a Wigan supporter, but man, that was one of the best uh, soccer memories I have. It's your namesake. <laughs> it is, yeah. That's what uh, that's what I always like to joke about. That I have a team named after me. I have a country named after me as well. So you know, Jordan. That's true. That's pretty good. general. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I guess that it is about everything, right? I mean, 
is there anything else that we wanted to talk about here briefly? Um, no, I don't think so. Because you guys, I'm sure, have covered things that uh, Logan's not going to. Logan's done talking. Let's just shut Logan up. <laughs> <laughs> I was say there hasn't. They're just pretty slow weekend, and uh, I would assume. Is there any games, or it's all international break now? Right? Yeah, it's all break. There's no FA Cup. There's no. Yeah, I don't think all, championships yeah, playing. Like nothing's playing. Uh, this the week. championship so is eight, playing. Are they yeah. playing this week? Uh, no, DK's. actually, they're on the second. Yeah, so no, they're not. Yeah, DK's right. not, not until uh, not until April, I guess, yep. is the next like yeah. official games. There's you know, US that means we get a break. National, uh, we get a break. <laughs> uh yeah um let's uh, championship table let's just quickly read that norwich in number one watford in number two norwich has 83 points watford has 75 then in third you have swansea with 69 brentford with 68 barnsley with 64 and reading with 62 and bournemouth in seventh with 59 so uh, three points out of the playoff spots for Bournemouth, though they do have a game in hand from Reading and Barnsley. But Barnsley's just been on a tear. They did have their first loss since, like, DK got there against Sheffield Wednesday on the 20th. And they actually face Reading, who's right below them the next time that they play a game. Interesting, it does seem like Norwich has this wrapped up. Watford probably pretty safe. They're six points up on Swansea for the automatic spot. So, uh, you know, those two are pretty much a shoo-in and then you're going to have a battle between right now Swansea, Brentford, Barnsley and Reading to get to the Premier League. That'd be uh that'd be a fun playoff. A mm-hmm. little a little disappointed to see these teams come right back up. <laughs> Norwich and Leeds in the Premier League would be kind of fun though because they're very um like if if Norwich is still playing the same way, they're very attack minded, very little defense. I, well, clearly their defense is much better this season, but I, I mean, it could be a championship thing. But their Leeds and Norwich are very similar. I feel like it's gonna be kind of fun to watch them. Yeah, if you're a team um, in the Premier League, don't get relegated because Matt's gonna wish that you never come back up right away. So uh, <laughs> make sure you're not a fan of one of those teams. I like to see. <laughs> Sorry, Newcastle. I like to see variety. I think that's fun. No, I do to too. I would love to see Barnsley like Barnsley. Barnsley yeah. Brentford uh, playoff final. That would be oh, exciting. Yeah. That would be fun. DK chasing down the Premier League with Barnsley because they can afford him now because he's $20 million. No, that have makes Barnsley, my prediction wrong. So yeah, I have, Barnsley ever, um, <laughs> have Barnsley ever been in the Premier League? I think so. Let me check. Their last game is against Norwich. That could be big because Norwich will probably have it sewn up. Yeah, and they've already played 30. Like, these teams have played 37 or 38 games out of their, like, 46, is it? It doesn't look like Barnsley have that difficult of a schedule, really. Huddersfield's pretty low. Or no, sorry, that was Brentford. All these Bs. Just burn it. Reading's tough, but I think Luton's down there. Lutton or uh, Middlesbrough's fairly down there. Coventry doesn't even have a picture. That can't be good. Yeah, they've been they've been in the first division before, and they've been in it looks like, but they were definitely in the Premier League from ninety six to ninety seven. It looks like or ninety seven to ninety eight, and uh, they only lasted one year. Hmm. That'd be kind of fun. Even Reading or Swansea coming back up. It's been a little bit for both of those teams. Yeah, Brentford Barnsley would be really fun. Yeah, well, uh, I guess that about wraps it up here. Um, we, you can follow us on Twitter at Stoppage Show, Facebook.com slash Stoppage Time Soccer Show, or email Stoppage Time Show at gmail.com or Instagram Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Uh, so please. Go ahead and do that. Uh, you know, like I said before, Logan and I also are on Stateside Soccer Show, which is on the same feed that you're on now, but also on a separate feed if you wanted to search that one out. Uh, we have different Twitter accounts for that. All that information can be found on um, the Stoppage Twitter and, you know, our personal Twitters and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just at Stateside Show for pretty much everything. And 
we have more MLS previews. We release Nashville on Monday, the 22nd, the day we're recording this. We're releasing Philadelphia preview on Wednesday and New England on Friday. We're recording an Atlanta preview tomorrow, um, along with another Olympic qualifying match review. Um, So just, just tons of stuff coming out there. So make sure you're checking that out as well. And, uh, oh, oh, Logan, tell them about the kit. Oh, yes. Um, so over on the Stateside Show Twitter, you can go in and find a lovely giveaway. We are giving away an MLS kit of your choice, and you get to pick whatever you would like, authentic, replica. you like a name on the back. We can do that for you. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited because I think that uh, we'll be ordering a kit from a team that uh, I don't think I'd ever – thought i'd order a kit from but yeah we're doing a giveaway so if you head over there there's a tweet that i retweet about every day i might do it twice a day now um right now it's got about 20 or so people uh actively um participating in it so it's a pretty good competition and if you go over and retweet it uh, you got to re- you gotta follow us and then retweet it you get one entry and you got to tag three friends that's another entry and then if you go on apple Out podcast and rate stateside then uh, you can get three entries uh, over there. So pretty fun competition. So, Matt, if you want a um, – I know that you're a big fan of the New York Red Bulls. Um, if you would like one of their kits, no. you should participate. Minnesota, though. I like yeah, that. That's stuff. a good choice. Hey, that's there you go. Choice. Yeah, it's a good team. Say, am I allowed to participate? Do I tag yeah. you guys? Yeah. Come on over. <laughs> we don't know who Matt Hartgrove is, by the way. <laughs> Uh, we, we, yeah, we, it's actually, we got tons of ratings and reviews now on the stateside feed. So, uh, awesome. Uh, it's, it's great. Uh, thanks everybody for your support on both of these shows and, uh, go enter and we will catch you all next time. Remember, we're going to take a week off for international break. No, nothing to really talk about there. So come back to us, uh, in two weeks. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show and listen to us recap the English Premier League from our perspective. We'll also be talking some Champions League and any other leagues that impact world soccer.